This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we're talking about prayer this month. Amen? How many people love to pray in here? Glory to God. Amen. And prayer is so important. Uh, you know, we, we, need, we need to pray all the time. Amen? I think that's the first thing that we should do is, is pray before we do anything else. And uh, so we're talking about prayer uh, and we're talking about uh, the power of prayer uh, this month. And last, uh, last week we talked about the tabernacle prayer, which was kind of something new for me, but it's a pattern. It wasn't actually a prayer in the Bible, but it's a pattern that the Israelites uh, went through or the uh, priests to um, have a relationship with God, amen, through the sacrifice system. And that's pretty awesome. If you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Ephesians 6.18. And, uh, you know, uh, this month, amen, and, you know, we're, we're talking about prayer, but prayer is really is for spiritual warfare. You know, we're in a warfare, amen. The enemy's doing everything he can to keep us from moving forward in God, amen. And so, but I believe prayer will thrust us into the place that God wants us to be. Do you believe that today? So in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, Paul is, is, is talking about spiritual warfare and, and um, he's talking about the, the armor and all that. But at the, end, uh, at the end of that chapter, near the end of it, uh, we look at Ephesians six eighteen. It says, pray in the spirit in every situation. So we want to pray in the spirit in every situation. Use every kind of prayer. And request there is. For the same reason, be alert. Use every kind of effort and make every kind of request for all of God's people. So we want to pray in every situation and use every kind of prayer. There's different types of prayer. And so we're going to be talking about prayer this, this morning. And uh, this is part two of the power of prayer. And we're going to be talking about uh, the prayer of Jabez this morning. Anybody ever heard of Jabez? Amen. And I'm, I'm telling you, God is awesome. I, I believe that uh, God doesn't want us just existing in our, in our faith walk. Amen. He doesn't want us surviving Amen. in our th- faith walk. He wants us not surviving, but thriving. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so we, we I, I, I think there's, there's levels that we can go deeper in God. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to go deeper in God. I want more of God in my life. And, uh, and so one of the ways to do that, you've got to stay hungry for God. Amen. So, so we're looking at uh, Chronicles. And uh, we're going to look at 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And we're going to look at 9 through 10. And uh, we're going we're to look at this prayer. And what's interesting about the book of, of Chronicles is that, um, that it has a lot of genealogies in the first in the First Chronicles. It has a lot of begats. And it's kind of hard to read Chronicles. Anybody ever try to read through your Bible and try to read Chronicles? And you have this person begat that person, begat that person. And this is all in, the, in First Chronicles. And, um, and I mean, there's like hundreds of names. And uh, thank God for other chapters in the Bible. Amen. Or I'd have a hard time reading the Bible. But, uh, but what's so interesting about uh, this Jabez character is that after all these begets, you know, it, it pauses and it talks about this man named Jabez. And so, which is interesting, you have all these, within about 500 names, between 500 and 600 names, Jabez is stuck right there. So that tells us something. That tells us that there's something about Jabez that we need to pay attention. We need to pay attention to why God mentioned him in, in the book of Chronicles, and why was he pulled into to have a magnifying glass, if I may, on his life? And so let's look at First Chronicles chapter four, looking looking at nine and ten, and we're going to read this, and then we're going to just study it this morning and see how we can apply this prayer to our lives. Amen. And so First Chronicles four, nine and ten, it says, "Now Jabez was more." honorable than his brothers and his mother uh, called his name Jabez saying because I bore him in pain and Jabez called on the God of Israel 
Now, let me just stop right here. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. I think the reason why, you know, it doesn't give you too much information, but I think the reason why he was more honorable, because he's, he called on God. And I'm going to say this, a lot of times in our walk, in our Christian walk, we can get sort of satisfied in our own faith. We can get kind of satisfied in our walk. And, and, and sometimes we don't, we don't, you know, we, we get some things in prayer and things seem to be going okay. And there's not a lot of fires to put out. So we start standing in our own strength. And what happens is we don't pray as much as we used to. And we only pray when there's a fire to be put out. Am I talking to anybody today? And we, because everything's going good, so you know, you're making money and you're healthy and there's no fires to put out, so why pray? Amen. But you know what? We, we, I'm going to say this, that the storm is coming and that storms are coming and we need to be people of prayer. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? What is prayer? Prayer is communicating with God Almighty. Amen. Prayer is having a, not just a monologue, but a dialogue with God. I, you know, I, I just don't want to talk to God and tell him what I want him to do in my life and just give him my list of demands. But I want him speaking back to me. I, I want God to reveal some truth to me. I I want God to open my eyes if there's any areas in my life that I'm missing it. I want God to, to, to correct me. I, I, I receive correction from God because I, I want to stay on the straight and narrow path. Amen. The path of life. Yes. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so Jabez was more honorable than his brother. So, so, I, so I, I see that. But it says that, that his mother called him. And uh, called him Jabez, and, and, and that word actually means pain. Think about that. Could you imagine having a child and calling him pain? And, and you know, think about that. You know, I mean, that's almost having a, a man's name, uh, a man being uh, named Sue. You know, it's, a, it, it, it's not a, uh, a good name. And, and so I, I want to say this today is a lot of times that we, we we're allowing uh, our, 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 our pain to define us. We're allowing, you know, I think sometimes in prayer, we get so focused on what we don't have, what we need from God. And we, and I, I believe, and see, Jabez didn't do that. Jabez focused on the bigness of God. And I think sometimes that we can be uh, allowing uh, our, our focus to be more on our problems in prayer and we, we end up talking to God more about our problems, amen, instead of talking to God about his promises for us. Have you ever found yourself just praying the problem over and over again? Amen. And saying, God, you know I'm here. <laughs> you know I'm praying, you know, things don't seem to be changing. Uh, are you out there? <laughs> Is anybody, does anybody know what I'm talking about here? Have you been there? You know, the enemy will try to, you know, he, the enemy's great. At, at, at circumstantial evidence. He likes to make the circumstances look more real than the promises of God itself. Are, are, you, are you connecting with me this morning? And, you know, I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I preached a message last Sunday on the, on the tabernacle prayer, which isn't actually a prayer, but, but we use it as a, uh, as a, uh, a roadmap to where, where we can really build intimacy with God through prayer. If, if you haven't, if you didn't, if you weren't here last week, check that out. But it's really about building intimacy through God, through prayer. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, 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 so we need to, we need to understand that, that Jabez, he was in pain. And sometimes we focus more on, on the pain of our life than, uh, uh, than the promises. And we need to focus on the promises of God, of, of our lives. Amen. And I really believe when we focus on our pain or our past, does any ever bring the past up to you? And he starts reminding you of your past. And he starts reminding you how much of a screw up you are. Do you know we all, we all pretty screwed up? I don't think there's anybody's perfected in here. You guys look good. I mean, I mean, you come in here, you're all dressed to the hilt. 
You look good. You got the glory of God on you. But, but there are some problems that you are covering up. Ladies, you, some of you wear makeup, and which I think is a great thing. I'm not against it. I, I'm not one of these holiness preachers that say you can't wear makeup. I think sometimes, you know, we, you know ladies, you might need some makeup, you know. Um, but what I'm saying to you today... <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I, won't go. I used to wear makeup. I was a Mary Kay man when, when, when the lights were on and we were back at the theater. Yin used to put the makeup on me. And man, I, I look, that's why people sometimes look better in a casket than they do in real life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Okay, we'll continue on. And uh, anyway, God is good. And so, and so prayer is the key. Do you know the church was birthed in prayer? Do you know the church was actually birthed in prayer in the upper room that they, they waited on the Lord for how many days did they wait on the Lord? Ten days, right? And then what happened? The power of God came in. Most of us can't even wait on the Lord for ten minutes. I'm telling you, you're trying to expect the power of God to come in your life. You might need to wait more than ten minutes. But ten days is a little excessive, isn't it, Pastor? Anyway... So anyway, so, so we need to think about that, that prayer, that, that, that the church was birthed in prayer. And so, so here, I'm talking about not, uh, you know, this point I want to get across to you is not to focus on your problems in prayer, which I don't believe that, that Jabez did. He didn't focus on the fact that his name was pain. Amen. And so I think that's the reason why he cried out to the Lord. You know, sometimes it's good. I'm going to say this. Sometimes it's good that we have some pain. Okay, that, I got an amen over here. Can I say that again? Sometimes it's good that we have some pain because I believe that if some of us didn't have some pain, I don't know if we'd be calling out to the Lord. Okay, I'm going to get back up here before. If, I'm telling you, sometimes the pain in our life will allow us, will, 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 will push us into seeking more God. I'm telling you, does anybody deal with any pain in here? Glory to God. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it will, it will cause you to press in to the things of God. So, so don't, 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 you know, a lot of us, you know, want to hear a message on how to get rid of the pain, Pastor. How to get rid of the pain. I'm going to talk to you about that tonight, uh, this morning. Purpose will help you get rid of pain. And I'm going to talk to you that today you got purpose. Somebody say, I got purpose. Amen. And so, so let's look at this because uh, let's look at an account in the book, uh, 2 Kings. I'm not going to read it, but 2 Kings 4, 18 to 37. Elijah raises a Shunam, the Shunammite son. And this is an account that is about a faith woman that did not focus on the death of her son, but focused on the power of God to raise her son up. And what happened was that this, this Shunammite woman, uh, Elijah was a powerful man of God. And he would come in town and she would make a room for him. And she was barren. She didn't have any children. And so he wanted to do something for her. You may remember the story. And uh, he, he asked his servant, does she have any, anything that she, any needs? And he said, well, I, I gather that she, she doesn't have a, any children and her husband's old. But anyway, Elijah, amen. I want to say this. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what the obstacles are. If God invades your life, he can change it. He can change the canvas of your life. Glory to God. He can change the past and he can change your future. Glory to God. And this lady, uh, this Shudamite lady, she, uh, the, the prophet Elijah said, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, you know you're gonna, this time next year, he, he says to the lady, you're, you're going to have a son. So, so he, because she opened her house to the prophet and he would come in, he wanted to do something good for her. When you open your house to the Lord, when you start doing things for God, God's going to open some doors of grace for you. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that God can, when you start stepping out and doing things for God, God wants to do things for you. Has anybody ever done anything nice for you? Have you ever wanted to do something nice back to them? 
Amen. Yeah, you do. Because when somebody does something nice for you, you want to do something nice back to them. And, and you have the you have the spirit of God. You're on the inside of you. And I'm going to say this. You're more like God than you think you are. I'm going to say that. Can I say that again? You're more like God than you think you are. Why? Because God's spirit abides in you. And when God, when you're prompted to do something nice, that's the goodness of God working through your lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And when we start doing something good, I'm telling you, it makes us feel good. And so, and so what happened was that the boy grew up, but I don't know if he was, you know, he was older. The Bible doesn't say how old he was. I'm thinking he was maybe 11 or 12. But, it, but, but one day he was in a field and his, his head was, was in great pain. And so the, the, so the father had one of the servants take the, the boy back, uh, into the house for his mother. And, and, he, and the mother took the boy, put, wrapped her in his, her arms, and he sat on her lap. And the, at, at, at noontime, the boy died. And one of the things that when she received her son and, and the prophet was giving her the miracle that she was going to have a son, she said one thing to the, to, to the prophet. She said, don't deceive me. Don't, 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 don't make, don't deceive me. You know, in other, don't be tell, don't be saying something that's not going to come to pass. See, if God said something to you and if you get something in the scriptures or you listen to what I'm saying today, it will come to pass. Amen. You can bank on God's word. Amen. Are you listening to me today? You can bank on his word. He watches over his word to perform it. He is not a man that he shall lie or the son of man that he shall repent. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Some of us just need to wait upon the Lord. And so the boy died. And the, the incredible thing about this woman of faith, she took the boy and they had a special room for the prophet that when he came into town, she put that boy on the prophet's bed. Yes. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Yes. Amen. And so she she and then she she went out. She said she she uh, uh, got a carriage and saddled the donkeys or the horses. And she said, we're going to the man of God. And, the, and her husband said, is everything, you know, OK? And she says, all is well. Think about that. She is a, oh, the kids died. The prophet's a liar. <laughs> he deceived me. She didn't say anything like that. No, she said, all, somebody say, all, all is well. And she said, all is well. Think about that. I mean, her faith was speaking. She wasn't speaking the circumstances like we do sometimes in prayer. No, she was saying, all is well. So she went to the man, she went to the man of God and Elisha, you know, you know, saw her coming and, and, and sent the, his servant Gehazi out to meet her and, and just to see what was going on. And, and, and Gehazi said, how's everything doing with your husband? How's everything doing with the son? And she says again, all is well. Think about that. Think about that. The boy's dead. The boy died in her arms. And she's saying, all is well. And then she finally, she, she passes up Gehazi because, you know, he's the second man. She needs to get to the man of God. She needs to get to the, she needs to get to the miracle man. Are you listening to what? He, she needs to get to the man that walks with God. I'm telling you, and she got to him and she clanged to him and said, I will not let you go. You said you wouldn't deceive me. And you know what? He says to Gehazi, take my staff and put it on the boy. And he did and nothing happened. But then the man of God came into the house and the man of God went up to the special room that she had prepared for him every time he came into town. And the man of God laid on the boy and the man of God, you know, he closed the door, laid on the boy and breathed on the boy. And the, and the Bible says the boy sneezed seven times and came out of it and he gave the boy back. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? See, the devil's trying to steal some things from us. The devil wants to steal our life. But God is the one that gives us life and life more abundantly. You know, the devil's so scared of this church. That's why he's working so hard to keep people from coming in. 
He's so scared. He, he, he's a, a sniveling coward. And what he tries to do is put fear on people to keep people from coming in to receiving more of God. See, you guys are giants in the making. And the devil's scared of you, too. He's scared what you can do when you start getting close to him. Are you listening to what I'm saying, Jay? But this, this church is growing. And the, and the seats are going to be filled because I walk by faith and not by sight. But why I'm doing that, I'm going to love on you guys. I love you guys because you're here and you're receiving and you're growing and you're becoming what God has called you to be. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, the, the devil is an equal opportunity hater. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I? He hates all of us. Why? Why does he hate you so much? Because you're made in the image of God. I know when you get up in the morning and you look in the mirror, you're like, ah. Are you listening? But you're made, and that's why we got makeup, right? No. You're made, you're made in the. Thank you, Jesus. See, I'm made in the image of God. Amen. So God is so good. So we need a, we, I'm going to say this, that, that we need to. See, I, I think one of the major uh, problems in our prayer life. Now, now, hear me out. Hear me out before you tune me out. Uh, I believe one of the major problems in our prayer life is that we're not asking God for more. I really believe that one of our major problems is that we're just asking God just for enough. We're just saying, God, just help me meet my, my, my needs. Do you know God wants to do more than just meet your needs? But sometimes we, 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 we bring it down to, Lord, I just don't, just, just, just meet my needs, you know, my, me, my wife, my, my, my two, two kids, us four. It's better to say two than three because us four, no more. Uh, you, <laughs> just, just, just meet our needs. But God wants to do more than just meet your needs. He wants to do something else. In Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now to him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. So, so in Ephesians 3.20, it's saying that, and this was after, you know, Paul was talking about a, you know, praying a, a powerful prayer to God, is that God wants to do abundantly above more than we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. I mean, look at Jesus. Jesus is God in the action in the Bible. And, you know, it's interesting when he did his, when Jesus did his miracle, um, uh, uh, miracles of provision, he always, uh, he always did it over the top. I mean, think about this. He, it was never just, just enough. Uh, you know, when, when, when he was at the wedding uh, in uh, John chapter 2, he was invited at the wedding in Cana. And they ran out of wine. And, and so Jesus... You know, of course, Mary says, do something, Jesus. And, 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 and he, he, he ended up telling the servants to get six stone water, uh, water containers. And these six, six stone water containers, he said, fill them up halfway. He didn't say that. He said, fill it up to the brim. Think about that. And these six pots were like probably about this high. Um, because they, ca- they carried about 20 to 30 gallons of water. And think about that. There's six of them with 20 to 30 gallons of water that he turned to wine. They had more wine than they, than, than they knew what to do with. In other words, uh, is, just say this. God is more than enough. Amen. And then Jesus multiplied the fish and the loaves. And, and, and when he did that, he, he fed 5,000 plus women and children. So some scholars say over 20,000. And he had 12 baskets left over. Another time he, he fed 4,000 and, and had seven baskets left over. Can somebody say, God is more than enough? Amen. I'm glad you're helping me preach this this morning. And, uh, and, and Jesus, uh, you know, 
used Peter's boat one day and, and, and he, he preached out of his boat probably a message on increase. And, and then he told Peter and Peter, you know, fished all night, didn't catch one thing. He was toiling. But when the grace of God is on your life, you're not going to toil anymore. When you have the grace of God on your life, you're going to see abundance. You're going to see increase. You're going to see the grace of God in your life. You're going to see it. Amen. And he said, Peter, launch out and, and, and launch your nets out for a haul. And, and Peter did. And his nets started to break. It was so many fish. He had to call some other fishermen, I think John and James, to come over to help him with all these fish that were actually sinking his boat. Can somebody say God is more than enough? Think about that. Even when Jesus saw his disciples when he was already resurrected and, uh, and they were fishing and catch anything. And he said, throw your nets out. And they caught over 153 fish. I think it was 153. And, and that was just for their breakfast. Can somebody say God is more than enough? So why are we just asking God for just a little bit when we need to be asking God for more? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And, and there is a balance. And I know that we can we can hear a message like this and, and and we can think, oh, good, I can have more so I can build, you know, bigger barns and store them and 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 and, and, and then sit back and eat. eat. And, and, and drink and be merry and not worry about anything. No, I'm not talking about having more just to hoard it up. But I'm, I'm talking about having more so that we can be a blessing to more people in our lives. Listen, when you have plenty of money, it's easy for you to take somebody out and buy them dinner. And influence them for the kingdom of God. When you have finances and God's blessing you, it's easy to give a nice tip. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And influence people for God. Amen. Amen. You know, when you have a a big enough house, it's easy to ask people to come over and and, and do some fellowshipping in your house. Why? Because God is a a big enough God. Amen. And we can use our things to bless God. Look at Genesis 12, 1 and 3. It says here, now the Lord had said to Abram, Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family And from your father's house to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Underline that. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you and all... And in all, and you can underline this, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So we see here that God was saying to Abram, he was bringing them out. He was making a covenant with Abram. And, you know, we, we have covenant with God through the blood of Jesus. And, you know, we're redeemed from the curse of the law. And, and so we're redeemed from the curse, amen, from spiritual death and poverty and sickness. But we're not, not only redeemed, but we have an inheritance. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And, and we have the blessings of Abraham. So the Bible talks about in Galatians so that we could partake of the blessings of Abraham. Amen. And so those blessings are so for, we, for us to be able to bless others with. Why? So we can influence them for the kingdom. Can I get an amen in here? You know, I liked Solomon and uh, he was a great king and he prayed. And, 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 and when our heart is right and we're asking God for increase for a right heart motive, God will do it. And I like King Solomon because he, he prayed in Second Chronicles uh, 1, 10 through 12. He prayed for wisdom. I'm going to read this, but it's pr- pretty awesome. He prayed for wisdom that, um, that uh, he could govern the people. He said he was like a child. Amen. And it says in Second Chronicles 1, 10 through 12, it says, now this is Solomon speaking. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people for who can judge this great people of yours. 
Then God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart and you have not asked me for riches and wealth or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but you have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you and I'll give you riches and wealth and honor such as not such as none of the kings have had who were before you. Nor shall you have shall any after you have the like. So we see here that Solomon's heart was right. And again, I'm trying to drive the point home this morning is God is looking to give you much more than you ask him. See, 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 Solomon asked just for wisdom and understanding. But God said, I'm going to give you that and I'm going to give you somebody say God's more than enough. God. So, so, so I, 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 am going to, you know, um, I'm going to ask you this morning is that, that, that one of the things that you need to pray for, uh, you need to pray that God gives you wisdom. God gives you, uh, understanding. God gives you wisdom and understanding to deal with your spouse. God gives you wisdom and understanding to deal with your kids. God, give me wisdom and understanding to deal with my boss. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, so, so we need that wisdom. And, and when we do, we will see, we'll see God move in our lives. Number two, uh, uh, Jabez prayed, enlarge my territory or expand my borders. And this is a, a powerful prayer. So we would pray it like this. The second part of the prayer is, Lord, I'm praying for influence today, for influence and we need, need to realize that, that God wants to raise us up and, 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 and he wants to put influence in our life. So why? So we can expand the kingdom of God. Are you listening to me today? And, 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 and I'm saying this to you today, that, that when God reveals his purpose in your lives uh, and you start walking in pur- your purpose and your purpose is to influence people for the kingdom of God, you're going to be a happy person. I'm telling you, sometimes we get in a place where we're just saying, oh, I'll be happy when God answers my prayer. I'll be happy when I'm when I'm out of debt or when I when I got this or when I get this. No, you're going to be happy when you're walking out the purposes and plans uh, of God in your life. And when we do that, God will move in our lives. Amen. I think one of the ways that we can uh, walk in God's purpose is to pray, a pr- another prayer like this. Lord, help me to be a blessing to somebody today. Because I believe that when God starts using us to influence people's lives through blessings. Now, you may say, well, what does that mean, Pastor? How, how does God use me in the area of blessing? Well, I believe there's, there's natural uh, blessings there. You know, you can bless people with finances or you can do something physical to help them out. You know, you can open the door for somebody or you can allow somebody if you're driving your car to come in. Uh, there's natural. Then there then there's spiritual blessings. What's that, Pastor? That's when you pray for people and God heals them. That's are you listening to what I'm saying today? That's when we can walk in in, in in spiritual blessings and we start blessing people. And when we start praying for people and God answers prayer, I'm telling you, that's awesome. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Matthew 5, 16 is one of my favorite scriptures. Of course, I have a lot of them, but this one's one of my favorite scriptures in, in walking out purpose. And Jesus actually says it this way. Let your light. This is Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. So, so I love that. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. Amen. And when you start letting your light shine before men and you start being in, you become an influence when you become an agent of doing good things for others. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I remember that um, I, many years ago, I used to be a youth minister and, uh, and, I, and, I, and I was a youth minister for, for this church. Praise God, uh, before it was turned over to me. And uh, I didn't have a lot of youth. I had maybe four or five youth, but I was faithful to the four or five that I had. 
And I was a youth minister for five years before I became the pastor. And I never missed a youth meeting. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And God used me to help the youth. Amen. And, and, so, and, and, the, and, and so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I was, I was blessing the youth. And then we would have these youth camp meetings or uh, camp seminars, you know, uh, summer camp. And, uh, and I remember going there and, and the pastor said, you need to take the youth up to, you know, Pennsylvania, drive, your, drive a car and you can rent a car and go up there with the youth and, 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 and take them there. And what happens is when you get there, you actually inherit other you know, the, the youth ministers would, would inherit because there was a lot of kids, a couple hundred kids. And we would, I would like inherit other youth. They would take the youth and split them all up. So I didn't have my own youth. And I would have like 20 kids that I would be over for that week to, to mentor them and be a blessing to them. And I remember that I would go and I would just go out of obligation the first two times. But the third time I said to the Lord, I said, Lord... I just don't want to just do this out of obligation. I, I, I want you to make me a blessing to the kids. I want you to use me uh, to be a blessing. I want to be an influence for the kids this year. And, uh, you know, I don't know. For some reason, God put a lot of joy on me. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you while I was there? And I, I just had this joy of the Lord on me. I'm telling you, joy will attract people. We need to walk in some joy. <laughs> We need, are you listening to what I'm saying today? We need to be excited about what God has done in our lives. And, 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 and we need to walk in the joy. That's part of your blessing is the peace and the joy that the Holy Spirit gives us. Because that's what we need to be walking. And I had this tremendous amount of joy and the whole week. And things started happening, which I, I didn't expect. It did not happen the last two times I went to the camp. But, 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 but I, was, I was put in a position to where I could be used of God. And, and, and the, I think the first thing that happened was uh, I was there and there was a, a youth rally they were having that night. And I was looking around. And I said, there's not a lot of security around here. I bet you those kids are acting up in, in the bathroom. I'm going to have to go. And so, I, 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 you know, I used to usher. So, you know, I always went order. And so I said, I'm going to make sure there's nobody messing around in the bathroom. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And so I walk in the bathroom. That was my thought. And this kid was in the bathroom and he was crying. And, and, and it was just one lonely kid. I said, are you, are you all right? He said, my ears are hurting. I've been in the swimming pool and my ear ate. I said, let's pray. And I put my hands on him. And I prayed. And instant, I said, do you feel any pain? And instantly the pain left him. And he was shocked. I said, now try to find the pain. He couldn't find it. And I said, now go back out there and worship the Lord. And God, God answered my prayer instantly. And this, and this boy was instantly healed. And then another person had a, a sprained ankle. And, 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 and I prayed for that person. And, and God instantly healed the sprained ankle. And, you know, oh, my gosh, look at that. I said, and I'm telling you, and God started using me. And I was like shocked myself. Matter of fact, one person said, they would say, uh, if you're hurt, go see Pastor, uh, go see Youth Minister Dave, Pastor Dave, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and one person thought I was a doctor. <laughs> they actually missed it. Uh, uh, and they asked me, one of the, the ladies, that, you know, one of the, one of the adults said, uh, I'm having this problem with my arm. And uh, what should I do? And she, she thought I was a doctor. I said, what you need to do is, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, you need to get some faith, woman. I didn't say it that way, but are you listening to what I'm saying here? God was using me mightily. I remember that I was talking to this other youth minister, and he was trying to he was trying to jockey for position. Uh, he wanted to, you know, and there was a main youth guy that was running the the camp that 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 year, and he kind of wanted to speak in front of the group. And I, I was back there with the youth having a good time. And the anointing was on me. And I started laughing and, uh, in the spirit. And the kids around me started. I had the spirit of joy on me. And the guy that was running the youth camp said, the anointing is on that guy back there. And I'm like, what guy? Me. <laughs> and I want you to come up. Come up. I want you to come up. And, I, you know, anybody has, has that any youth in here never felt the power of God, I want this guy to pray for him. I'm like. 
is this influence? You know what I'm saying? And all I asked God to do was to use me. All I asked God, and I just went up there, and I'm telling you how there was lines of people when I was praying, and God was hitting these kids, and they are falling out. Their sneakers are falling off. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But uh, they, they, God was touching these kids. I'm telling you, and God moved, and all I did was say, Lord, use me to bless, bless, bless somebody today. Yeah, 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 just make me a blessing to, uh, for the youth camp. And I'm telling you, it was amazing. So, listen, you don't have to try to get influence. All you got to do is ask God for you to be a blessing. You know, Mother Teresa never tried to get influence. She just, she just helped those, those poor, you know, uh, orphans, you know, in Calcutta. She just went out there and did what she felt called to do. She never looked for, to, to have a medal placed on her. But you know what? The world noticed. And the world will notice when we start walking in the power and the blessing and God starts changing people's lives. I'm telling you, years later, this man was on a guitar and uh, Rama, they travel around and, and, and he was on the guitar. He came to me and he said, he said uh, you don't remember me, do you? This is years later. I said, no, I don't remember you. And he, and he travels with the Hagans and they do these faith seminars all across the U.S. And he said, you know, you know you're the reason why I'm in ministry today. I said, I don't even remember you. <laughs> I didn't even know I impacted you. See, you don't realize what you do and the good that you do, how it can influence somebody. Are you listening? I'm not trying to toot my horn this morning. What I'm trying to say is that God can put his grace on you and you don't have to try to jockey for a position. No, all you have to do is just believe that God will use you to make a difference in this dark and dying world. Man, I can just stop right here. Glory to God. God wants to use you in a mighty way. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's humbling when God uses us to be a blessing. And that's when influence will come. And number three, Jabez prayed that, the, that God's hand would be on him. Amen. That his hand of a blessing, somebody calls it the glory of God. That you need to pray that the glory of God will be on your life. What is the glory of God? Well, it's God's manifested presence. It's God's manifested goodness. And it's God's manifested power. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? That's what we need to be walking in. Because I'm telling you, you are miracle workers. Are you listening? Man, glory to God. You don't even know who you are. You don't even know what you've got yet. You don't even know what God wants to do through your life. Until you start praying prayers like, God, make me a blessing so I can be a blessing. Are you listening to me today? In Acts 11, 21, it says the hand of the Lord was with them. And a great number believed and turned to the Lord. In the book of Acts, God was saving people left and right. When Peter uh, preached his first message, glory to God, 3,000 souls were what was swept into the kingdom. And God, has, listen, we haven't seen anything yet. God is about ready to do some... He's about ready to bust your bubble. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm telling you, he's about ready to do something in your life that you, it's, it's going to confound you and others around us. Are you listening to me today? In Exodus, you know, Moses, I talked about this before. Moses, in Exodus 33, 15 through 18, Moses is praying to God. And he, and he said to the Lord, he says, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separated. We, uh, so we shall separate your people and I from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So that the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, please show me your Glory. Hallelujah. You know, that's a, you know, that's a good prayer, prayer to pray. Father God, show me. Your, say that. Father God, show me your glory. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of people are afraid to pray, pray prayers like this. Why? Because there's some responsibility to it. But I'm telling you, I, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the calling of God on your life. Because I'm telling you, when you start walking, he'll give you the grace to walk it out. 
Are you listening to me today? And listen, when you start walking in the power and the presence of God and you start becoming an influence, guess, guess what happens? The devil's going to start knocking on your door. And you're going to get some opposition because the devil doesn't want to lose any ground. And you're taking ground. See, the devil will always fight you. And he's going to fight you to try to keep you to maintain where you're at right now. He will fight you from where the place that God wants to bring you to. And so he will try to keep you back in that place as much as he can through fear, through intimidation. Are you listening to me today? If, listen, if you're not under some kind of spiritual attack, if you're, not, you're, 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 if you're not bumping heads with the devil, you're probably walking with him. I got no problems, Pastor. We need to have a conference. I'm doing okay, Pastor. No, listen, if you're, if you're not under some kind of spiritual attack, if the devil hadn't been knocking on your door lately, then the reason why, because you are a threat to the kingdom of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You are a threat. Oh, little old me? Not little old me. I can't be a threat. Yes, you can be a major threat. If God can use a donkey, he can certainly use you. No, I won't go there. He used a donkey one time. Spoke through a donkey. And if he can speak through a donkey, he can definitely speak through Pastor Dave. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Oh, wait, wait, wait. We just need to be yielded to God. So, so, so the fourth key in, in the prayer of Jabez is that keep me from evil. In other words, pray for divine protection. You know, uh, you know, uh, I know that 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 we put on the armor of God and, and the devil in first Peter five, eight. You know, some people don't like to hear about the devil, but 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 and, and I'm not glorifying the devil, but he is around. And, and his best lie that he's played on, on on people, especially, you know, people in the kingdom of God is that he doesn't really exist or that 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 he's he. He, 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 there, there's nothing he can do against you. No, he, he, he does exist and he works through pride and he works through deception and he works through lies. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And the Bible says, he, it says, be sober. First Peter five, eight, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Say this. He's not going to devour me. And so what the enemy will do is he will try to put, launch an attack. And so you need to pray, you know, you need to pray that God will, uh, you know, will strengthen you in the attack. And you need to pray that, 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 you, that God, that the attack, that you won't enter into the temptation. Jesus actually says that in his prayer. Lord, deliver me from evil. In other words, deliver me from an opportunity where the enemy will try to take me down. In other words, I don't really want to deal with the attack. I'd rather keep walking with God and not realize that there's attack in my life. But we know that's not reality. But there's times where we can because, listen, there are times where the devil will leave you for a for a certain occasion because you won a faith battle. And so he will back off because you're strong in the word. But when you start getting laxy daisy in the word and you start slowing down in your prayer, prayer life and you start slowing down in your spiritual life, that's when the devil will come back around to try to take you down. You know, in Romans 8, it says this, 35. In Romans 8, 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Show tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And then in verse 37, it says, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I'm going to say this this morning. We, we, we're, we, we have two choices. We're going to either pray out our problems. We're going to be praying out the past. And we're going to be pay, praying out our pain. Or we're going to be praying out the, the, the promises. We're going to be praying out the potential. We're going to be praying out the power of God in our lives. We're, we, you need to choose one. Either pray, get on this side and start praying that God's going to move. That God's going to do some things. Don't go back into your past. Don't allow the enemy to focus on that. Don't be focused on just your problems or getting out. No, no. Be focused on being a blessing to people outside the body of Christ and within the body of Christ. Are you listening to me today? God is moving. 
And God wants to move through you. He wants to move through, through us. He wants to bring the kingdom of God from heaven down here on earth. And that's what we're called to do. You're called to be an influencer. Influencer. You're called to be a person that, that, that God to use to influence the world for the kingdom of God. Somebody say, I have a purpose. And I'm going to walk out by purpose. And I don't care if it makes the devil mad. Or I don't care if it makes my relatives mad or anybody else. Glory to God. You're going to walk it out no matter what. Amen. Because God's grace and his hand is on your lives. Let's go in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies this morning. And I thank you, Father God, for your grace. I pray, Father God, for blessing over this precious congregation. I pray that their marriages are blessed and I pray that their children are blessed and I pray that they're blessed in the workplace, Lord. I pray, Father God, that, that, that you, your, 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 your hand would be upon them, Lord. That, that your hand of blessing, that your hand of grace would be upon them today and, and that you would enlarge their, their ability to, to minister to other people and, and expand their borders, Lord. And Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that you're keeping this congregation from all evil. And I just pray, Father God, that you're doing that in Jesus' name. Perhaps you're here this morning. Maybe you're watching online and, and, and you've been in a battle and, and, and you, haven't, you haven't called on God lately or you're trying to get God into your equation. The first thing for you to be a victor in God is to get Jesus into your life. It's not just about God. It's about Jesus. He's the doorway to the blessings of God. So if you've never made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, you never confessed him as Lord. Today is the day of salvation. I want you to pray this prayer and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. And I repent of sin and darkness. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 